Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles in the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Good to be here. Another week of, uh, of Slacker Moto. This time we got a crew. Everyone want to go around and say something crazy about yourself. Crazy. We got Don. Do we, do we say her name? Yeah, that would be no. helpful. First name. First name. As much as you want to give. Addison already said my name. You can go ahead and make up a nickname. You can, you can say your first, last, and social if you really want. Totally up to you. Crazy, huh? I didn't ride a motorcycle for 25 years after I rode for <laughs> 10. <laughs> That's fair. Is that crazy? Uh, not really, but no. it's, it, it's a good, it's a good uh, intro for everyone to understand how crazy you really are. The wild side. Yeah. My name's Daryl, and uh, I don't know about crazy, but uh, I've had a motorcycle in my arsenal since about 1983 so have not been without a a road bike that's pretty good i think you've got well maybe i don't know if there's a 25 year gap you got everybody beat i think that was loud (laughs) we're all gonna hear that you don't know how long i rode for before the 25 year gap but it probably still doesn't make up for Daryl. Was it 25 years? No. Okay. It said 10. Maybe 10. <laughs> you were listening. That's good. That's good. Uh, my name's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Brad. Yeah. I've jumped a pedal bike off of a damn face. Whose really? damn face was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was this at? This is in Eastern Oregon. Which dam? It's a small dam. Okay. Sorry, way to belittle my crazy. Thanks. <laughs> it's crazier than anything Some might I would call it a levee. <laughs> so how far was it down to the water? I don't know, 20 feet or so. Oh, okay. Was it the water side? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> So look to me to try to make it less awkward. That's the problem. That is a problem. Yeah. Ken, been on the podcast before. My bike's still broke. That's the crazy thing. That is, uh, I hear you, but I know there's someone here that we hear from every week that's in the same boat. Yeah, well, life gets in the way, right, Brad? I know. It happens. <laughs> We've heard from Daryl before as well, but welcome, Don. Thank you. It's good to be here. Appreciate you coming to join us. Uh, for this one, we'll just get right into it. Wait, wait. You didn't say anything crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is Addison. And these people, <laughs> crazy. these people came here to <laughs> wow. to join the podcast. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> mm. Somehow we got people in. Is this the biggest crew so far? Second Maybe. biggest, a tide at least. Okay, we it's the biggest. Back. It might, I think it is the biggest. Yeah. So we'll see how the pickup is, and we'll try to improve from here. But we always apologize before, and it's never that bad. I don't know why you do that. I like to show people that we're learning <laughs> as we go. It's really professional that way. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll go around the room here and kind of you can speak whenever you want. No, we don't raise hands in this room. But uh, thought we'd start off a little bit 
with uh, what everybody's wanting for Christmas. What is your Christmas wish list? If we, uh, you know, right? If if you can have anything you want for your motorcycle, and if you want to be logical and put a dollar amount on it and keep it simple, then that's fine. But I'm not going to because if it was within the affordable range, I would have probably had it already. But what's everybody's uh, Christmas wish list? What what should the listener be buying? Yeah, well, I can go first. Um, yeah, I need a, a KTM 300 two-stroke dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> the new uh, fuel-injected one. So you're joining the bandwagon. Team Orange. Yeah, that would be the wish list. Um, but I think we're only talking just over ten grand, probably. So it's probably not going to be this Christmas. But it's on the wish list. <laughs> Santa knows. Santa knows. Yeah, those elves can build anything. Anyone else got a big ticket item for their wish list? I'd love to get an Indian Scout for uh, on for Christmas. Uh, not going to happen, but I think that would be pretty awesome. Something a little bit more long trip uh, worthy and still pretty nimble and fun to ride. Really enjoyed that uh, demo day. I think that'd be cool. Of course, if I had the money to spend, I'd probably be looking at several other bikes as well. But There's something about a new bike. Yeah. It's nice to be the one that breaks it in. Yeah, or so, breaks it. Well, yeah, that's fair. Hey, if if you do it right, you do both. How much is a new Indian Scout? Uh, Eleven to thirteen. You get a used one for nine to twelve, probably. It's probably about right. Yeah. Depending on what options and accessories. If we're talking yeah. big ticket at bikes, everyone knows my wish list is the uh, XSR nine hundred. That hasn't changed. I was worried that that had changed. No, I'd take a scramble 1200 as well, but the XSR 900 I still think is the best affordable jack you, of all trades. You were all over. Yeah, that's six grand more. That's just, a big difference. Okay. That's 1.7 bikes. <laughs> Weren't you trying to rent a uh, 390 Duke? RC 390. RC yeah. 390? Or was I think it that was Duke? the trouble, is I wasn't trying to rent that, oh, but that's, that's what I could have rented. That's a big bike. I'm not quite sure you can handle that. <laughs> That's true. In the rain, it would have been a lot to, to handle. All right. And all Ken wants for Christmas is a new rear spring and shock rebuild kit. And front forks and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, yeah, I, one can dream. No, it's uh, – the spring's actually okay. It's just undersprung for me. I was not the rider that uh, Honda had in mind in 1997. So I had about 150 pounds, and you're about right. <laughs> A little, little undersprung. Totally tested the bump stop every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. It, in fairness, it needed a little work when you got it, too. It did. And I just wrote it. That's all right. That's what you're supposed to do. It's a Honda you're supposed to. That's, uh, that's <laughs> what I was doing last week with mine. <laughs> Keep riding it. As long as it runs and idles okay, it's ready to ride. Right, Daryl? Mm, yes, absolutely. How's your bike coming? Well, We're getting off the wish list and no, just getting personal no, now. No, no. Well, well, I, I bought an old Honda too, so it's in the garage. Oh yeah, got an old XR two fifty. Um, it's going to be a project bike, so I just need a block of time and one of my other projects to cease before I can start in on that project. So. Are you going to wait for Max on that one? I know you mentioned that the other day. Well, it would be nice to get my son involved, uh, you know, working on that. Uh, he would he would enjoy that. So um, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm just working on other projects right now, and it's 
in the garage sitting ready to go. So I haven't started tearing it apart yet. It's complete. It's a 1984 XR250. So it's going to need a lot of work, you know, top to bottom. Runs and rides. Uh, doesn't run, and uh, that means it doesn't ride. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill, maybe. It looks Once. good on the kickstand right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Does it turn over? It, it does turn not over? turn over. That's all so. Craigslist cares about. Does uh, it look good on the kickstand? Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's how you get hey, your sales. I, I bought it knowing that, so that, yeah. I was perfectly fine with that. So Nothing on your wish list, though. So, yeah, what's on that wish list? Well, I just, uh, I'm, I, don't, I don't really exactly know. Um, I I just, uh, I've pretty much got everything I think I need. I don't know. There's always something that's going to come up, but I don't have anything, you know, new bikes. I don't know about that. You know, I, I'm trying to get my one consistent running good. So it uh, starts every time. So been having a little bit of issue with that, but it's it's been good for the last three or four months. So I'm trying to still troubleshoot that. And the, the clock's running for that dealer working on it, too, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. I've, You've got a few I'm months not, to get I'm that figured out. I'm leaning on the dealer at all. So, I mean, the dealer didn't help me the first time, so I haven't been looking at the dealer for any assistance. So, Well, he helped you spend more money. Yes, lighten my wallet a little bit, yes. so. Hey, you, they, you pay a lot to lose a few grams well, on your bike, so <laughs> they're really helping you out there. Yeah, I signed up for it, so, yeah, I guess it's my fault. Well... <laughs> It didn't, uh, getting back into that, though, didn't BMW have ask you to go through them? Yes. Yeah, so or yeah, to continue going through I called, through them? like, the, the rep that's in charge of, you know, this area, and they said, well, you are required to go through your dealer. I said, well, I already went through the dealer, and they didn't do much for me. They said, well, the dealer can actually ask for assistance, you know, through him, somebody else. So that's what the dealer, you know, ultimately needs to do to try to troubleshoot you know this intermittent issue okay so well we're all uh we're all hoping that gets taken care of because i know you got a trip coming up yes exactly. so got to be ready for that that's right that we're all jealous of yeah what do you mean you can talk about it after you're done i can't this uh this one uh, south of the border oh yeah cabo san lucas sounds like a good good time you've been in the winter right byer You've been there. Many times. By motorcycle? No. All right. Never. That's all right. What's on your list? What's on my list today? Come on. I'll find it at Fred Meyer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, promotion, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give a shout out there to him. But, uh, yeah, for for the list, really, it's a lot of parts for the, uh, the Gladiator build. Okay. I've got, I mean, ideally... All kinds of cosmetics as well as functional items, but uh, basically the wish list has, you know, timing chain, tensioners, mechanical components, such as that. Um, I've got gauges, uh, M, was it M unit? You guys are familiar with Moto Gadgets. M unit, it's a basically a circuit board, a central brain for your custom builds. Um, it's kind of nice Bluetooth on, so you can run any diagnostics and things from your phone, even from this vintage bike. Um, but they're all, you know, all those gadgets and all those toys are pretty expensive. So, so it takes inputs like spark and stuff like that. It'll so it'll check your voltage and resistance in its inputs into it. 
as well as act as a fuse box for and your bike. So it continually monitors that in, in real time? Yeah. Cool. And so if something goes out, you, you'll get a notification, right? If a fuse blows, your phone will also let you know. So as you're kind of building... In case you didn't notice while you were riding. On well, fuse. and you may not, right? Depending <laughs> on what accessories or what things you've added on a, on a bike of that age, it's not all generally essentially brain located, right? You can run and have a spark that is intermittent or problematic and not know because it's carbureted and it's just running straight off the battery mm. and off the... Right. M-Box, that's what you called it? M-Unit, I think, is the uh, correct name from Moto Gadget. Mm. They're pretty good. They're very expensive. So it's on the wish list, kind of similar to the conversations we've had. That, mm-hmm. you know, it, Ideally, it would be great, but um, it may just be a fuse box and me troubleshooting manually as we go. Mm. But a lot of those items, a lot of cosmetic and, and items such as that are on my list right now. So will Santa Claus bring these things to you, Addison? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. That's how it works, right? Yeah. It's either that or a lump of coal, and right now it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I got a closet full of those. <laughs> yeah? Good. Stay plenty warm this uh, winter. That's the plan. Yeah. So I actually do have one thing on my wish list other than a new bike. I need an, I need an off-road helmet, a new one. Off-road helmet? Off-road helmet, yeah. What like are you looking at? Uh, well, Dennis just bought a Swami, and he loves it. I'd what? never heard of it before. But he showed it to me, and it is a brand. Must be a new brand. <laughs> That's the last name of the, the girl from Dumb and Dumber, right? I don't know that, Edison. Right. But, um, <laughs> Samsonite, you were way off. <laughs> yeah, mine's like, uh, I don't know, 10, 12, 10 or 12 years old. I thought it was great. The last time I rode with Dennis, he's showing me his new one. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Brad. If you hear giggling in the corner, it's Brad's little inner school girl coming out. <laughs> okay. So Dennis shows me his new one and tells me how light it is. And he said his head never sweats anymore. And I said, well, I've, I've never had a problem with my... Because he's showing me all the venting and everything in it. Okay. It's more like a... The top's like a bicycle helmet almost. And he's telling me this. And I said, well, I've never had a problem with my head sweating. So anyway, we continue the ride. And all of a sudden I realize, man, my head is hot. <laughs> so, it's the next level marketing. Right yeah, now. he's... <laughs> He's killing it for him. And we stopped to take a break, and my head was all sweaty. So I understand. My my helmet is, like, old and um, no longer high-tech. You need a Swanson. (laughs) Swami. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is that DOT rated or Snell? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Very good. There's lots of different levels. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, a lot of pro riders, even um, motocross and stuff wear them. What do those run for? Uh, Dennis's, I believe, was, I think... Retail like four hundred. He got it on uh, internet site. I think he, they were running a special for the high twos. Don't quote for me the on that, but, but something like that. Don't know. Okay. So do they make road bike helmets too, or is this just dirt bike helmets? I believe they do, but again, okay. I'm not a rep for um, Swami, and I don't even know how to spell it. It's well, you got um, everybody else wanted on their <laughs> wish list yeah. now too, and you can't even give us any information. <laughs> Anyway, that's what's on my wish list. I'll say, I, lately... And I, I need to have that before next writing season. You got some time. I do. A few months. Did you write Santa? Uh, oh, you yeah, on, yeah. Okay. Did you sit on his lap? That's the important part. <laughs> Haven't had the opportunity yet. <laughs> right. Looking forward to that. You just go to any public mall. <laughs> but I will say, I, lately I've seen a lot of... 
I think it's European brands and, and kind of maybe, maybe it is China and other locations, but a lot of helmet names I haven't necessarily been familiar with that are large worldwide that are, that are popping up. I know there's really of the big helmets, you know, four or five manufacturers that are just rebranded and, hmm. and labeled to go throughout many of the same helmets go to many different companies, right? Um, so it's not, I'm not surprised that there's a, a good brand out there I haven't heard of. I know someone else just got a helmet. A little early Christmas present, maybe. Early, but it was used, so it's not not uh, not ideal. Hopefully, not sweaty. Yeah, well, it wasn't a, by it the time he yeah. got it. But it wasn't it still a Samson tonight. Yeah. So it was a nice helmet. So I picked it up at an affordable price, and uh, yeah, just bought a new visor for it because the pin lock was one of the pins was broke, and yeah. Has anyone else ever used pin locks before? Daryl and I got into this today. No. And I'll tell you, have you ever had helmet fogging issues? Yes, all the time. Do you ever ride a motorcycle? Sorry, I'm trying to make this an infomercial. Is everybody following? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say, that a game changer is those pin locks. So I'm excited that you got some fresh ones. Yeah. Works and good. Yeah, I rode it in the rain on Saturday and couldn't believe I was trying to make it fog up. And I was like, wow, this is <laughs> incredible. You know, I'm I'm blowing on the windscreen on my visor and it's not even fogging up. So uh, Tell me how they work. I'm very sure good. I understand what it is. Well, it's got the, your normal shield, mm-hmm. your face shield. It's a clear one, and it's got a couple plastic pins, you know, out of your vision on the sides. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're off, and then you buy this additional piece that goes on the inside of your face shield, and it literally snaps into these these the pin lock. So when you put it in there, it's like tensioned against the pin lock. So it it is it's firm and it doesn't vibrate or anything like that so it's solid and uh, it gives you an air gap Mm, between your normal you know visor and then what you're looking through so so you can breathe on it and it it's like you know pair of you know good uh, ski goggles Mm. you know with a double thickness you know they don't Mm. fog up yeah there's a a silicon bead in that inner screen and and yeah it seals up makes it you know double pane glass basically of course plastic so the air gap is actually sealed so yeah a little internal air at least the one i've got has a little silicon bead all the way around the pin lock screen yeah, this one here, the guy from Cycle Gear, I gave him my helmet. He he put the visor and the, the you know unit in there and snapped it in and I was like, Cool. You know, I didn't even have to I didn't even have to touch it. So But yeah, I'll tell you, man, I when I got that HJC that had pin lock, before that I was fighting and you know, anti fog constantly and trying to keep it a little bit protected just so that it wouldn't fog up quite so quickly, especially in the winter. And yeah, I went out on a, you know, sub-freezing day, but not ice. Mm-hmm. I could not believe. I mean, it is shocking. That, yeah. You know, you're in this temperature that if you've ever ridden on a cold morning or a wet morning, the second you hit a stoplight, you are instantly blind. Yeah. Right? And then you have this thing in and you're just like, ah, ah, how is it not working? <laughs> like, yeah. this is a, It's amazing. So I agree with yeah. you. That's, that's a nice touch for everybody. If you don't have one, look for that. I know. It looks like Don's ordering one right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no data connection in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Add to list. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, we didn't warn you in advance. (laughs) There's no escape. (laughs) Doors are also locked. And uh, just so you're all aware, gas is being pumped into the room as we speak. (laughs) Anyone else have anything big for their... uh, 
Their wish lists? Ken didn't tell us his. Well, I mean, so besides the suspension, I actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm wanting, I think I'd like a new set of wheels. A new set of wheels? Yeah. <laughs> That's legit Christmas wish list it stuff is, right there. It is, because the ones I've got are perfectly fine. Um, no issues. I even bought tires. It was a sale, uh, Rocky Mountain, like September time frame, I think, about the cheater. The same setup, right? same setup that Nick had and everything. Yeah. I copied him tire for tire. They're still wrapped in plastic, sitting in the garage next to the bike with the rear wheel off because that's how far I've gotten. But I was looking at my wheels and I'm like, eh, it'd be nice to have some some nice billet center sections and new spokes and just I don't know, just kind of. I already tried to pull all the red off that Honda that I could, and I think like having black wheel offset would look awesome. Now you've so, already wrapped the spokes and you, you've altered your wheels. Yeah, they look pretty good. Okay, but I thought so. But, I mean, I'm... Actually, what's really on my list, though, is... Uh, I mean, that, but that's a wish list. One thing that's going to be real is going to be uh, actually paying for a motorcycle safety course and actually doing that oh. next year. I still don't have the endorsement. would like to go through that process, heard good things, want get to the, get the stamp for it, so want to spur that along. So okay. that's more of the achievable list. You're looking to so, do that, then. Yeah. So would you, you'd start with the very beginner i was thinking the intermediate based okay. on my my dirt bike experience but um i don't know i've had my days you've all seen me topple on the trail quite a bit so maybe i should well, start well let, let me know when you're going to do that because i i would want to do that too okay. and i'd probably start with the intermediate okay all right do you have your endorsement yeah i've okay. had it since i was 16 okay that's i thought you had i just didn't want to probably a few things it. probably a few things have changed since then maybe well, there was no learning back then. You just went to the um, DMV and yeah, <laughs> and they gave you an endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. They'd had you right around the parking lot, but I was ready to demonstrate my skills, and <laughs> they didn't care about any of it. If you could Why are you the, doing wheelies? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was too easy back then. Interesting. Okay, so we'll, yeah, one. I think that's an awesome goal. As well as wish list item, because I, I in Washington it's a little different as well on on how that happens. I know between the two mm-hmm. of you, are both in different states, so it'll be interesting. Although if you already have an endorsement, it doesn't matter. I'm sure you could sign up and take it up there because you're not looking to get your endorsement. But what, why the urge to go back and take intermediate? Because I know that they have. I don't know the different levels. They they have some that are more of the advanced continual learning courses, but I'm curious. I'm curious too, and I'm curious if it's if I should do that. And I would I would like advice from Daryl, who who is a Team Oregon instructor, whether to do that or to go to Grass Valley and do a track day. If they teach you those type of things, I mean, I think you'll gain a lot riding skills wise at track day. But having not done one, I'm probably not the right expert to ask. Or an expert at all. Yeah, I, w- I would probably recommend doing, like in Oregon, the advanced rider training class. And that's a, that's out of Pat's Acres. That's a one-day class. So Pat's Acres is a go-kart track, mm-hmm. uh, as you know. So a lot of turns. And the instructors will follow you around on their motorcycle and critique your lines through each turn. 
and um, they'll pull you aside, have a little download, talk a little bit, get back out, do some more. So it's, it's you know, it's one-on-one uh, as well as, you know, just you putting in some laps. But that's real good for, you know, learning how to connect corners smoothly, corner to corner. Now, when you get to the racetrack, I've been, I've done track days out at Grass Valley, and, you know, you can hit uh, a lot higher top speeds at Grass Valley, and um, so you'd probably want to, you know, get your corner connections down a little bit before going to Mm. Grass Valley, because Grass Valley has a lot of blind corners, so, I mean, you're literally heading up a hill and you you see nothing but uh, blue sky, you know, and you have no idea where you need to place the motorcycle to get around the next curve. So it's a real technical track. It's a lot of fun, but it, uh, it requires, you know, utmost concentration to learn where you're headed. That's great advice. That's acres. I would start with that one day class there. I think the cost for track day versus that is pretty comparable as well. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I I know the track days, you know, they're over a couple hundred dollars for a day, and I know the Team Oregon one I don't think is that expensive. Well, they do the beginner track day. If we had Dennis in here, he'd describe it a little bit more too, but they go and they do something similar. I can't say it's the same or the same uh, caliber, but either way, you'd be setting yourself up for success. Yeah, when I was there, I I I volunt- I mean, I raised my hand to follow one of the instructors at the track because I'd never been to the track before. So when they have the riders meeting okay. in the morning, yeah. say, hey, how many folks have never been to this track? So they'll get a hand count, you know, how many folks, you know, would like to follow an instructor around. They'll put you a few of you with an instructor and you can follow them around for a few laps. I think we got about three laps. So we're, we're going obviously slower, but the direction that we're going to be going for the day, you know, and the, you know, the instructor or the, you know, the, the lead guy can't really tell you, you know, he's, you know, this guy was pointing to cones on the side of the track, (laughs) which I had no idea, you know, I mean, he was obviously had, it was, you know, where you should be turning in and apexes and stuff, but it was very helpful to make three laps around Mm -hmm. the track before they opened it up green where you're out there with people that have been on the track before. So that was, that was nice, but it's still, you know, you can, you know, you can get to speeds that, uh, you know, like the first time I was there, you know, I'm following some guy and, uh, you know, all of a sudden I notice he's going off in the Thule weeds, you know, and I'm on the same line as this guy. So <laughs> that was the last time I'm following somebody else's line, you know, without knowing where I'm going. So you got to be careful with that. So, hmm. yeah, that's fair. I think the closed course safety of the Team Oregon class or, Similar, they have advanced courses in Washington and mo- mm-hmm. most of the states as well, where you can do the advanced rider kind of development mm-hmm. courses. Yeah, I think your closed course safety is much better there. Yeah. So That's in a- Ken's case, taking an intermediate class in Washington, that results in a um, uh, endorsement? So, yeah. So I took the intermediate class in Washington uh, a number of years ago when I took it. And basically, basic class is you learn how a bike works. What the levers do, what mm. turn in means. It's been so long, I might need a refresher. I mean, but you learn how to start your bike. The 
it is basically the class if you've never seen a bike but want your endorsement it is a two-day class and you get the whole book you know from page one to the end if you do the intermediate class they do a quick here's a picture that shows you all the stuff can you identify everything yes okay now let's get into the more you know the meat of the data we don't need to go through that first portion that is what is a bike and how Mm -hmm. to use it now we're getting into right what is you know your leaning what what should your lean angle be how do you go into a corner and come out how do you look towards where you're going right they kind of go through the more practical riding experience Mm -hmm. items of learning how to ride on the street as opposed to the you know firing a bike up in a parking lot stuff okay so intermediate i i kind of was a similar boat was coming off of dirt riding and it was not a problem at all um i don't feel like i missed anything in fact i feel like i probably because the first half of not half but you get a little less time on the track but the first hour or two is really just literally teaching people how to use signals and Mm. how to turn the bike on and how to shut it down kill switch and playing with levers and the kind of stuff that if you've ridden any motorcycle before you would get bored very quickly um so i you know for ken's sake i would definitely recommend the intermediate course if you're confident enough to keep your balance and ride on the dirt what you need to do is learn how to take those corners correctly on the street and the lean because leaning and everything's very different on the street it is Mm -hmm. a different ride style where you sit on your seat all of that changes so there's a benefit to yes taking the course without just trying to get the endorsement but the other difference is if you go the advanced course, at least in Washington, you don't get your endorsement. Um, that is specifically for current rider training. And intermediate or basic, you do actually walk out with a, a paper. You can bring the DMV and literally just turn it in for your endorsement. Okay. So, yeah, that's the same with Oregon as well. Okay. Yeah. But so, in Oregon, if you do the intermediate, you have to take the test at the DMV, or has that changed? You have to take the written test at the DMV. But the basic, okay. you do it. The basic the class, class, it's, yeah, the instructors at the class, you will be given the the uh, the writing as well as the, you know, the practical on the motorcycle. So both of those will be taken care of. Okay. Yeah, you still take the test in, in Washington Intermediate, so you get the credit for it. But it is, if you don't know the functions of a bike and the different items, because half the test is, you're right, which side is the clutch? You know, half of it is very much what is what on a bike if you're sitting on a bike what is what and so if you don't know it's worth taking the basic class because you're not going to go over it the class will bypass that and expect that you already know it pretty pretty much on our classes if if somebody can get on a motorcycle start it up you know get the clutch in and get the motorcycle you know get it underway and you know shift the gears you know you're you're should be taking an intermediate Mm. yep you know what i mean so yeah it's it's a small step up if you've ridden before. Right. If you haven't, then that learning is important. But, yeah. All right. Good info. Well, we got a bit off track for the the, the Christmas wish list, but I appreciate it because I think that's one of the things we like to talk about a lot is the community, how to get into it, how to get involved. And I think getting your street endorsement, if you already ride especially, is an easy step in that you know next progression of motorcycling. Whether you get a street bike or not, the legal ability to do so is something, right? Mm-hmm. Your buddy wants, you know, your buddy goes down, you need to pick him up and help him. Whatever happens, right, you can now legally do all that. Or you decide you want to ride on the street, you can now do that without taking a month to sign up for a class and wait till you can do so. So Or taking the class and never getting your So that's, my, that's exactly where I was going to go, is I feel like, 
the important part of taking that class is then going to the DMV. So of course. don't be like Promo Bell. Go get your endorsement. Once you have the paper, it's literally just showing up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we identified that as a, as an issue and potentially it could expire. So uh, we keep reminding him. So feel free to do so as well. He I'll need it. a new driver's license <laughs> in a few years anyway. So this that is an excuse to be on the cutting edge. Because when you get it, they, you just pay the renewal <laughs> cost as if you lost it, yeah. but without the lost fee. So yeah, it'll be like two bucks to get your endorsement added on and then normal renewal fee from there. Sweet. So yeah, it's pretty inexpensive. But I uh, appreciate you guys joining us for this first part. Uh, we will come back, but you know, check us out on Patreon, Facebook. Go ahead, rate, review, share with your friends, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Till next time, right on. Mm-hmm.